On this episode of Rock Down South, we sit down with rock band Messer. We talk all about how the band got together, their new single, and much, much more. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey, this is Derek from the band Messer, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Crank it. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, we had the pleasure of speaking with Derek Messer of the hard rock band Messer. And this is a really cool band from Texas that I think y'all will like. They have toured with some really big name bands that you guys would all know and have a brand new single out called Unbreakable that absolutely rocks. So if you're a fan of hard rock music, you definitely need to check out this band. So without further ado, here's the show. What's up, Derek? How you doing today, man? Good, Mark. What's been going on, buddy? How have you been, man? Hey, I've been doing great. You know, just staying busy with the young son, you know, trying to get some podcasts out. and. Uh... Yeah, nice, man. That's great. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to keep busy with there, especially with the young one. <laughs> That's right. And of course, listening to, you know, all this music, especially music like yours. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, Derek, yeah, let's jump into this. Uh, you know, where are you originally from? I, I know you guys are based out of Texas, right? Yeah, we're based out of um, Dallas, man, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, Texas boys here. Um, I'm originally from, uh, well, I, I grew up in like Florida and um, southern Alabama, but uh, mostly Florida. Then I moved up to Iowa and uh, spent my high school, junior high and high school years in Iowa, the cold north. And then I made my way to Texas, and uh, luckily I did because I ran into all my guys here that uh, we formed Messer and been rocking ever since. <laughs> so you're originally a Southern boy. Do you consider I am, yourself that man. rather than yeah, a I'm very Midwesterner? Southern. Yeah, I'm very Southern. I, I, you know, I did live in the Midwest for a minute, but I still consider myself a Southerner. You know what I mean? All right. And you said you're from Florida. Yes. We're in Florida. I lived in northern Florida growing up, um, right outside of Destin, not too far from Destin. So I got to uh, spend my summers at Destin Beach, which was uh, amazing. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I love Destin. Florida Panhandle, wonderful area. Yeah, it really is. Minus the, uh, you know, the storms they get down there these days. So, <laughs> Yeah, and of course, one of my favorites, you know, near and dear to my heart, PCB down there. Oh, of course. <laughs> I used to go there all the time as well, and it is it has changed and grown so much since I was a kid, I tell you that. I bet, I bet, yeah. So you guys started in Texas. Give me a little bit of the background. Yeah, we did, man. We started here in Texas, and um, our drummer actually is from Canada, and he found his way to Dallas. Um, he was kind of headed to, I think he was on his way to Arizona from Canada, and uh, ran out of gas, oddly enough, in D the Dallas area. And um, I guess he never got a chance to fill his tank up because he stayed. And uh, I'm glad he did. And um, then, you know, I, we've had a couple member changes over the years. But um, the core of us, myself, Kenny, and Maddox, you know, we're all from this area. Maddox actually grew up here and was raised here. And uh, me and Kenny have been here and call ourselves Texans, even though we were transplants. <laughs> Would you uh, consider moving the band or is it going to be Texas forever? Man, I think it's going to be Texas forever, man. I got family here. We all have family here. And, uh, you know, Texas is a nice center point between both coasts. 
So for us, it, it's a great hub, you know, to work out of. Yeah, I definitely would probably stay there. But, you know, people try to move out to, you know, L.A. for music and stuff. But, and of course, a lot Man, of those people are leaving. To go. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're all leaving. leaving there, to be honest with you. And that's just not the place for bands anymore to go. I mean, we, we, we kind of try to avoid it as much as possible just because it's, you know, playing in L.A. is so it's so weird to play there. You know, it's uh, the very few venues they do have to play in. You know, it's just um, it's just just tough, you know, to draw crowds out there. And uh, unless you're coming through with a big, big name behind you, it's tough, you know, to really build a, a band like ours out there in that area right now. Maybe in the 80s, it would have been real easy, but uh, now it's it's tough, you know, and then trying to park a bus, you know, at a venue is always uh, next to impossible. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they're even tearing down places. Isn't the they are. going away? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Something like that. But uh, yeah, glad you guys still repping the South, repping Texas. You know, it's a wonderful spot. A lot of great bands from Texas, obviously. Yeah, tons, man, tons. So. We're happy to call it home, and we're proud to uh, to rep it. And when it comes to your music, I wouldn't say that I would consider you guys like a southern rock band by any stretch. You know, I, I hear that just hard rock sound. Maybe in your whiskey song, it was a little bit more of a, a southern a party flair to it. But, uh, you know, I just see you guys as straight-ahead rock and roll, hard rock. Well, I, I kind of attribute some of that to our producer and co-writer, Chad Gendison. Is, he lives in uh, Silver Lake right there in Hollywood. So he does have, although he's a transplant from Chicago, um, he does, he has lived in LA for, you know, enough time now that he has picked up some of that California sound a little bit maybe. And so, um, you know, you can probably hear some of that mixed into our music as well, but yeah, we definitely don't consider ourselves a Southern rock band. Um, you know, there's a lot of those around here, but we still have kind of an edge to our music and we try to make it more global music, I guess, you know, we wanted to, to appease and please everyone across the spectrum. So we, uh, we kind of have a different sound. Yeah, man. I like it. It's, uh, you know, definitely up there with the, the same radio kind of sound the radio rock, the hard rock right now, which I'm loving it. And uh, I think people are loving it too. I looked at some of your uh, view counts on your YouTube videos and, they're a lot higher than I uh, than I would have thought initially. People are liking it. Yeah, you know, we've been real blessed. Um, people are definitely picking up on it, especially the new song. It's really taken off for us. And uh, I haven't even checked in a few days to see where we're at on YouTube, but I know that we were nearing 300,000 views in a little over a month. So that's incredible. People are enjoying it, which is a blessing, and we are very thankful. That's incredible. What do you think... Because, you know, I've talked to a lot of rock bands. I've talked to rock bands with great songs. View counts vary kind of widely. What what do you think that you guys are doing that's giving you guys that little bit of an edge that's getting yourself a lot more uh, exposure online in that respect? Well, I tell you, man, we're, you know, we're an independent band, so we have to uh, figure it all out, you know, by ourselves pretty much. Now, we do have a great team behind us a good radio team and all that stuff, you know, that help us and kind of steer us in the right direction. Um, but I, I know Maddox, uh, our bass player sits, you know, in front of the computer all day long trying to target, you know, certain crowds in order to push our music and our videos, you know? So 
I'd say, you know, we've been digging really hard into YouTube and kind of figuring out their algorithms. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, kind of uh, run some ads here and there to, to the right crowd for them to even see you. So, you know, we, we have a great fan base that share our stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, I think we just got kind of lucky and, um, the songs kind of, you know, growing some feet on its own and people are just hearing it and sharing it. And, uh, I don't know. Other than that, I think we're just really lucky at the moment. No, that's good. That's good. I like that. You know, it's I always like to see bands succeed. I like to see bands get a lot of traction. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit when I hear a really good song from, you know, an up and coming band, look at it and they only have 5,000, 16,000 views where I say this should yeah. totally be in the hundreds of thousands and I don't know how they could get there. So I'm glad to see that you guys are doing that and, you know, getting smart with uh, the technology and whatnot. But uh, yeah, speaking of the music, I knew you guys put out a 2018 album and I think you guys got some new music out right now, like the uh, new single on Withable and a couple others that you put out recently. Do you see any change in your sound? Well, we try to stay to our basic sound, you know, what we kind of, you know, keep with what we are, you know, and um, we try to focus our songs around the message, you know, so we try to come up with a good message for a song, you know, and try to, you know, a message that will appeal to to a lot of people, you know, and um, I think our new song was able to do that just because it does deal with, you know, being strong and not letting the outside world influence you. So I think if you have a good, strong message, um, it's easier to build a song around. And, um, so I would say, yes, our songs have developed a little bit more, you know, from maybe the 2018 album, but we still try to keep in that same vein. We try to, we try to write positive uplifting songs that, you know, can stand the test of time. Something you could turn on 10, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, and still say, you know, that was a good song, you know, and um, our producer is great about uh, being able to come up with all these new tones for our guitars and for our music in general, you know, to help create uh, feelings that people can't, you know, kind of can't resist, you know, when they hear it, they can't help but move. They can't help but think positive, you know, because of all the way that we're twisting the knob, so to speak. Yeah, I like that song. It's really catchy, and you get a lot of other really catchy songs. And I guess, I guess one of the things I've just been wondering about from the hard rock side is, you know, I talk to hard rock artists, southern rock, and then also country artists. Um, country artists, a lot of them will get together in a room and, of course, write songs. And so you got some of the most talented writers that are just writing for other artists. And so sure. they, can, they can usually put together, you know, the magic formula, you know, within a room. You know, they can get those super catchy courses. I feel like in a lot more, a lot more often because they're working on things as like much larger teams, you know, with tons and tons of writers. With rock and roll, it's a little bit more difficult, I feel like. It's a little bit more straightforward, you know, four or five guys in a room, producer. How hard is it to get that super catchy hook, that super catchy chorus, this super awesome lick or riff? Well, I mean, you know, it can be difficult, you know, it's, it, there's no, never a guarantee that just because we love a song or we think it's catchy or hooky or has the right message doesn't mean that it will be that way for everybody, you know? So a lot of it is luck, you know, 
And, you know, we try to come up with, you know, sometimes we try to come up with a cliche, a cliche that you can turn into a hook, you know. Um, hmm. Every band does it differently, you know, but um, for us, we try to keep it simple, but we, we try to remember, too, that, you know, you want to have a positive message that will uplift people when they hear it, you know, and a lot of times if, you know, you do that, too, you you, you end up with a catchy riff that uh, that people, you know, can't stop listening to. Which is the ultimate goal, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I do know it's very, very difficult to write catchy and fun songs. It's it, people think it's easy, but I know it's very difficult. And so, yeah, if it was easy, everybody would do it, you know. And we <laughs> and we try not to put out a bunch of, you know, a lot of people just pump out song after song after song after song. We try not to put out a bunch of filler. We want every song to be able to stand on its own as a single. So like you mentioned our 2018 album, we would have loved to have had about five or six more of those songs on radio as singles. But, you know, these days they, you know, you got an album, you do an album, you got about three, three months per song. And they got, you got three singles that you can push off that album. And then the rest of the songs kind of get pushed to the back. You don't ever hear about them anymore. And so now we've kind of come up with the idea that, you know, maybe from here on out, we might not do albums. We may just do singles because that's, you know, the, the, the time span that you have with an album, with radio, you, you can't push 10 songs, unfortunately, off at one album. You know, six months, 10 months down the line, they're like, we want a new album. We don't want to hear those other songs anymore. It's like, pfft. so it, it really hurts bands um, that that happens, unfortunately. And speaking of new music coming out, I think I read that you might have an EP on the horizon next. Yeah, we've been thinking about putting out an EP, you know, with a couple songs. We're going to be back in the studio before too long. We're still, you know, right now on the running the cycle with radio on this song. But, uh, you know, hopefully after the first of the year, we'll be right back in the studio. We already have a new song in the works. So we'll try to get it, you know, out by springtime, hopefully. And, uh, you know, keep rocking, do some more shows and, and then maybe put out an EP right after that. Okay. So tell me about the background behind the new single on F or I think you have a radio uh, name for it as well, right? Yes, we do on the radio. It's, it's uh, listed as unbreakable. And this song is, you know, for those people out there who stare down adversity every day of their lives and refuse to let the outside world influence their decisions and the way they think, you know, it's a, uh, you know, be unbreakable, be unstoppable. It's what we all need to be in these day, this day and age. And it's just a powerful message, you know, that never look back, never stop, do what you want to do and believe in yourself and, you know, be unf you know, do not let cancel culture and all that other stuff influence your decisions in life. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And you said you're going back into the studio to make more music. So when was this song made? Was this song made a while ago and just put out recently? Or um, did you guys well, just go in and just do a couple of songs in the studio and this is coming out from it? Yeah, we what we've been doing lately is just doing one song at a time. Just because, like I said earlier, you don't want to waste them. You know, if you put out a bunch of songs, it doesn't mean they're ever going to be heard. So if you put out one song, you put everything behind that one song. You ride it out for about three or four months, and you hope at that point it grabs enough attention that it will keep you going until your next single comes out. So this one we started, um, once we complete the song, when I say complete, I mean like 
vocals are done. It's being mixed. By the time it's being mixed and mastered, we're already working all the social media to get everything switched over. We're, we're out doing photo shoots. We're doing all of our, you know, write-ups for the song because, you know, you got to hit the ground hard as soon as that song is released. So we try to get everything done. So this song was completed probably three months ago, three, four months ago. We had it in the oh, can. Wow. Still and it fresh. Was done. Yeah, it's still fresh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So when it comes to live performances, I know you guys have done some touring around with some pretty big name acts. Um, but when it comes to getting ready for that performance, you know, in terms of vocal rituals or warm-ups that you do before you go on stage, can you tell me a little bit about those? Is there anything consistent or things that you have to do? Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I've been very blessed that I've never lost my voice and never had to cancel a show due to my voice. So I've been really blessed with that, but I try not to talk too much on show days Talking is one of the worst things for your voice. So um, I try not to talk much. Um, but then, you know, an hour or two before the show, I'll start warming up lightly. I'll do my typical warm ups, you know, uh, some arpeggios, you know, some lip rolls, all this kinds of different stuff just to get your voice warmed up. And then we'll uh, be on our bus and we'll just pop in some music, you know, we'll put in some BGs, we'll put in whatever, whatever our minds are at. And we'll, I'll just sing along with it, you know, get myself all pumped up, ready to go. And then we hit the stage and we hit the stage hard. <laughs> Some of these guys that you've toured with, have any of them impressed you from a vocal standpoint, what they do behind the scenes? Is there anybody that just, you know, they don't ever rehearse or practice and they just go up and kill it? Or are there people that are doing interesting stuff that you picked up on? Yeah, you know, um, we we did about right before COVID hit, the lockdown happened. We had just come off a 72 show tour with Scott Stapp of uh, Creed, of course. And it's uh, awesome. Man, I tell you what, Legend. Scott is impressive. He still has his voice. And that guy would impress me every night. He did a great job. Always sounded really good. Um, very impressed with him. Puts on a great show. So, you know, his stuff definitely always impressed me. Um, we toured with uh, uh, Nonpoint. Elias always killed it every night. We toured with Pop Evil a bunch. Uh, Lee's a good friend of mine still. He always killed it, you know. So I just look up to the guys like that. I hate seeing bands, you know, that, uh, you know, can't do it live. You know, you listen to their album and go, man, that's so great. I can't wait to see them live. And you go see them and you're like, wow kind of let down a little bit um you know but uh I, I just love it when you know when bands do bring it hard live and that's one thing that we've always been uh, told that we do we do better live than our album so we will take that any day <laughs> and speaking of performances what is the worst show that you've ever played that comes to mind uh, maybe it was a bad performance you had bad crowd small crowd or maybe just some weird venue or something let me think. Let me think. Oh, man, we've had some rough ones. I mean, you know, like any band, we've played to one or two people in the past, you know. Um, but, man, with us, as long as there's at least five people there rocking out and they are really into it, it's a good show for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> we played to plenty huge crowds. We played to so many huge crowds, it's insane. But sometimes the small crowds make you more honest and make you try way harder. 
Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So nothing super embarrassing that you could think of that, that happened on stage. Um, I'm trying to think of anything crazy that happened with one of us. I think Maddox fell off stage once. That was a, <laughs> that was pretty funny. He fell off stage. Um, I mean, we've had weird things happen. I've had a guy pop out his glass eyeball before <laughs> on stage and hand it, try to hand it to me. Um, you know, weird stuff like that. But uh, I mean, for the most part, when we get on stage, we start, we go from the beginning, you know, we go hard until that set's over with. So we've had a lot, a lot of fun shows. I'll tell you that. So these next three questions are what we close with and ask everyone. So first question. What would you tell your 21-year-old self? Do not get into music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I would have probably tell myself to not take life so serious, you know, relax and uh, enjoy every moment that you can because, you know, you, you don't get a second round at this. So I've been very fortunate. My old band got signed. I got a record deal by the guy who signed Allison Chain. So uh, my old band, I've been doing this and I've been blessed to be able to do this, you know, as long as I have. So I wouldn't say not to do it. I would say just enjoy every moment. Next question. What are you drinking lately? If you don't drink alcohol, it could be anything refreshing you like to drink. I'm glad you asked me that because I am sober. I'm almost 14 years sober. Coming up uh, this March, I'll be 14 years sober. Congratulations. But, That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's been a ride. but. um I have discovered Lagunitas IPA zero alcohol beer. It's an ale. Mm. It's an IPA. It's a, and this stuff is unbelievable. So for all the non-drinkers out there, I highly suggest you get some Lagunitas IPA double zero, non-alcoholic, all the flavor, but no alcohol. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I'll have to give that a try. I, I highly suggest it, man. I've been so addicted to these. I, I love Mountain Dew, you know, but I uh, I found these things, and that's all I've been drinking. <laughs> it's better that's, than a Mountain Dew. That's funny. And so, as you know, this is Rock Down South. So, what is something, or maybe a couple of things that come to mind, that you love about the South? Man, I love everything about the South. I tell you what, I grew up t- down there. I grew up in, you know, the Florida, Alabama, Georgia area, so... You know, I, I love the people who are always kind. I love the weather. I love the food. And uh, I, I, one of the things I love is I love me some boiled peanuts from that area as well. So those are <laughs> things that I would say, man. I, I just I love the people and I love the weather. Hey, thank you so much, Derek, for being a part of the show today. Where can people find to connect with you guys online? Messerband.com. You can find us everywhere on social media at Messerband. Um, please look us up. We're on TikTok or on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have lots of videos out, so please go watch those. Follow us, like us. Um, we're doing a bunch of fun stuff on TikTok these days, so come join us. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I had a really great time chatting with Derek. He's an awesome guy and a killer band. And I can't wait to see what they have coming out here soon. So make sure to go follow Messer on all of their social media pages and give their latest single music video for Unbreakable a listen, available everywhere you listen to music. You can find all our content at rockdownsouth.com and make sure to go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. 
Leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark, and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time. Mm -hmm.